Hey there, I'm so pumped to tell you about an amazing new community I've launched called Grief to Growth Circle Community. It's a space for people who are grieving to come together to support each other and for people who want to know who we are, why we're here, where we're going to have those conversations, all the things we talk about on the podcast. So I invite you to join me at grieftogrowth.com slash community to become part of this compassionate crew. The best part is 100% free. And you have access to me in addition to everybody else in the community. In fact, the podcast will be there so you can talk about the things we talk about in the podcast right there in the community. There's also some premium content if you want to go deeper in the work I'm doing, but mostly it's about building relationships and community and about sharing resources and supporting each other. So come on over and check it out. It's grieftogrowth.com slash community. I'll see you inside. Hi there. Welcome to the Grief to Growth podcast. Your host is Brian Smith, spiritual seeker, grief survivor, and life coach. Brian believes that the worst tragedies of life provide the greatest opportunity for growth. Brian says he was planted, not buried, and he's here to help you grow where you've been planted. In each episode, Brian and his guests will share what has helped them to survive and thrive. His sincere hope is that this episode helps you today. And now, a brief word from our sponsor. When I decided I was going to do a podcast, I knew there were more moving parts than most people expect. How do you record a podcast? Where do you host it? How much will it cost? Do I need special software? How do I distribute it? All these questions were in my mind. I was all set to go with another podcast hosting company. Then I heard about Anchor. I believe that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. You can use it right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor is not only free, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor's creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M as in FM radio. And now back to our episode. Hey everybody, this is Brian here. I want to talk to you today about mediumship. And I know I talk about mediumship a lot, and I know a lot of people think mediumship is just bogus, but I want to explain to you a couple of things. One is why I find mediumship to be important. There's a whole body of evidence for the reason I believe that people go on after we die. And one of those is mediumship. It's a pretty important part of it. I have have worked with several professional mediums. I have sat for them in various capacities. I have been in mediumship certification programs where I've been certifying mediums. And I've I've worked mediumship development a little bit myself. So I know a little, little bit about this, but I can tell you from my experience that I've had some amazing experiences that cannot be explained really in any other way. I'll give you a couple of really quick examples. Uh, Suzanne Giesman was at our house last week, and Shana drops in on Suzanne all the time. And Suzanne will call us up sometimes and tell us if Shana said this or Shana said that. But Shana was in our, or Suzanne was in our house last week, and she said, Shana is telling me that there's something about a spider, something about someone seeing a spider and jumping around and screaming. Well, just a couple days before, it wasn't a spider, but it was a centipede. Tuan and my wife found it in the kitchen sink. 
and was jumping around and screaming about the spider. So this was an event that had just happened a couple of days before. And Shayna brings through things like that as evidence that Shayna knows what's going on in her lives. Another time, uh, Suzanne called us up and Shayna had dropped in on her. And whenever Suzanne, this is just her thing, but whenever she delivers a message from Shayna, she always delivers evidence that says, okay, this is really coming from Shayna. So she said, I think your other daughter, Kayla, was like bouncing a basketball recently. And so Ty and I are thinking, well, Suzanne is not 100%. No medium is 100%. She got this one wrong because Kayla doesn't play sports. If Suzanne knew anything about Kayla, she probably wouldn't have delivered that message because Shana or Kayla bouncing a basketball is next to impossible to have actually happened. So we called up Kayla and we said, Kayla, have you been playing with the basketball in the last you know, several days? And she said, no, I haven't been playing with the basketball. She said, but... I've been working with these little girls that she babysat and we were playing with Play-Doh and we made balls and pretended they were basketballs. That I thought was pretty incredible. I had another friend, our friend who is not a professional medium and she said, Hey, I think Shana dropped in on me. And I'm like, great. So she delivers these kind of messages and she said, Shana is saying that you should play more golf. You need to get play more golf. The interesting thing is, and this woman didn't know this about me. I used to play golf a lot. I love playing golf but I haven't played golf in the last several years. I probably haven't played twice in the last five years. So when she said this, I'm like, well, that's interesting that Shana would say that. But then I remember the day before I was having a conversation with my wife and we were talking about golfing and I was saying, I don't really have time to play golf right now, but when I get to heaven, I'm going to play more golf. So Shana delivers this message that I need to get out and play more golf like the next day through somebody else who lives in, I think she lives in New Jersey. There's no way she knew anything about my conversation. So those are some of the, just a couple of the experiences I've had with mediumship that can't be explained through the traditional things that skeptics say mediums use. Now, some mediums do use these techniques, by the way. There are fakes. There are bad mediums. So fakes will use something called a hot reading technique, which means simply they look up information about you. So when you book your reading with one of these mediums, what they'll do is go look up information about you and just basically feed that back to you. Uh, there's a technique called cold reading, and that's where the medium um, basically assesses you, maybe based on your age, on your gender, you know, your race, etc., and trying to put puts together things that you might might commonly happen to you. Like for example, for me, they could look at me and say, "50-something-year-old guy, good chance he has a parent in spirit." Let me take a guess there. If he doesn't have a parent in spirit, I'll move to grandparent because surely he's got a grandparent in spirit. Um, so they'll do things like that. They will, they will feedback on your, on your microfacial expressions so they can, they'll look and see whether you're kind of going along with them or not, or whether you're kind of not, you know, maybe inadvertently shaking your head. No. And they can, they get really good at this and they can give, they can use cold re or hot re or cold reading techniques, I should say. So these are things that, you know, a, a not very good medium might even do inadvertently. They may not realize they're doing it. So there are also, there are, you know, kind of mediocre mediums, medium mediums. There are good mediums who I would say are probably 50, 60, maybe 70% accurate. And then there's a handful of mediums that are like off the charts. And I've met in my server or my time working with mediums, I've met like three people like that who are close to 100% accurate, who deliver crazy good, you know, information, things that are just, like I said, things that are going on in your life right now details about your loved one that no one could possibly know that you might even have to go look up and they're like i said super accurate 
I know about three of those people. And interesting thing about what they have in common is they were all, I would call, born mediums. They've been seeing spirit usually objectively, actually all three of them objectively since they were young. They've been hearing voices. Um, they're not people who, are, who have developed as mediums. And this is just, that's my experience. I'm not saying you can't get there if you don't have that, but that's been my experience. So when you're with the medium, your expectations should be, like I said, 60% accurate is probably going to be pretty good. So why is that? Well, you might think when a medium is trying to connect with your loved one that, okay, that person, they see them objectively walk into the room, sit down in front of them and start telling them their story. So they would say, I'm Brian's grandfather. I was a pastor. I pastored a large church in Columbus, Ohio. I started a Bible college. I had eight children and I carried a pocket watch. I spoke German and I kept notes in a notebook in my study, something like that. That would be amazing. That's not how mediumship works, at least not for most mediums. Again, I've talked to a lot of mediums and for most of them, they get very, very vague impressions. So I was talking with a guy who's a really, really good medium. And he said, Brian, it's just like my imagination. It's like if you sit down and try to clear your mind as much as you can, close your eyes, and the thoughts start coming in, and I just deliver those thoughts. I don't know whether they're right or not. I would have no idea unless I got feedback from the person that I'm talking to. And I'm always amazed when people say, yeah, that's right, that's right. So I've been through some mediumship development, and I've had people say, you know, try to connect with my son. Uh, for example, I was in this one session. And so I tried to connect with this woman's son and I got this impression. I thought of what I thought he looked like. I thought of what his personality was like and I actually got his personality right, which was pretty good. But I mean, it was, it was a teenager, so it wasn't super hard, but I got, I got his personality right. And as part of this exercise, the medium who was leading it said, okay, now what we're going to do is you're going to hold out your hand and this person in spirit is going to drop something in your hand. What is it? So, in my mind, I saw a yellow rose. So when it was my turn, because it was a group setting, when it came to my turn to see what was dropped in my hand, I said it was a yellow rose. And, I, and so I tried to interpret that. I said, yellow rose, it probably means Texas. So maybe you have a connection to Texas. And I think the woman actually did have a connection to Texas, but it's not like she lived there or anything. So it wasn't a super great hit in that regard. Then she goes, wait a minute. She goes, yellow rose. Her, so my husband gave me a yellow rose like a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. And I've been carrying her, I've been carrying my car. I, I think I threw it away. And then she goes, no, wait. And she bends down and she reaches to the floorboard. She picks up a yellow rose and holds it up in front of the camera. And that was amazing. And I can tell you, I've tried to do mediumship development before. I've had a couple of things like that. Only, only a couple. Usually it's wrong, but it's just like my imagination. So let's try this. So I would say the, just have uh, described my paternal grandfather, but imagine say my paternal grandmother. So what do you think she looked like? What do you think her name was? What do you think the cause of her death was? What would she like? So now hold out your hand in your imagination and imagine her, this woman that you, you're picturing in your mind, dropping something in your hand. Now, you probably imagined a person, what that person looked like, what they dressed like. You probably imagined a name. You probably imagined the cause of death. 
and you imagine something dropping in your hand. And the thing that's different about mediums is that imagination is a lot of times right. A lot of times it's not right, but a lot of times it's right. And what they do is they develop over time usually to get that, to get that, to reduce the number of misses and to increase the number of hits to where they can differentiate between their own thoughts and the thoughts of being impressed on them by spirit. So that explains a couple of why mediumship can be not as accurate as you might think it is. The other thing is, um, you know, people ask, well, why do mediums differ on things? Because mediums are not mind readers and they're not all knowing. So they do have different opinions about things. They don't know everything that goes on in the afterlife. Um, They haven't been there. Most of them can't see that. So that's why they can tend to be, you know, kind of vague and sometimes be wrong. It's, it's kind of like a game of charades also. There's interpretation. And I gave the example of the yellow rose and I thought it was Texas. I'll give you another example. I was doing a, a test reading for a medium and she asked me if I'd been to Asia. And I said, no, I haven't been to Asia. I don't like to travel. I don't travel much. and I, I haven't been on the country more than a couple of times. She said, I'm, I'm getting the feeling you've been to like Thailand or something. And I said, no, I've never been to Asia. Never been to Thailand, hasn't happened recently, so no, I don't know what you're talking about. So she says, okay, well, let me tell you what I'm actually seeing. I'm seeing Buddha. I'm seeing like a little Buddha statues. So I assumed it meant something, you had a connection to Asia. Well, it turns out that since my daughter had passed and Shana had passed, I had collected a bunch of Buddha statues, kind of not even really intentionally. I just started being drawn to them, and I realized at the time, I think I had like four or five. I had one on my deck, I had one on the TV one of my meditation altar, one in the foyer. So I'd had all these Buddha statues I've been collecting. That I think is what Shana was impressing on her was the fact that I've been collecting Buddha statues, not that I've been to Asia. So sometimes a medium will get something, they will try to interpret it and they'll get it wrong. So that's why mediums again can seem kind of vague and why they can be wrong. So when you go to a medium reading and, I, and uh, I've been, as I said, many, you should expect a certain amount of evidence, things that are, con- that are concrete, and you should expect a message from your loved one because that's what you're there for. You're not just there for the medium to list a list of things. So I've, I've had some test readings. I talk about the great test readings, but I don't talk usually about the bad ones. So some of the bad ones are I'll talk to a medium and they'll just start throwing out names. Robert, Charlie, Dorothy, Walter, you know, whatever. Um, Bob, it's a, there's a lot of common names. Charlie. Names that almost all of us will have someone somewhere in our life that we've known with these names, and they don't give any detail or any context. They'll throw out things like, I'm getting a number five or the month of May. Okay, well, there's a fifth day in every month, and they'll say, you know, it might be the fifth day of the month. There's 12 months with a fifth day. Um, There's a May every year, and most of us have something significant that we can find for almost every month. My birthday happens to be in May. I would not credit that as a hit for getting my birthday because someone said something like that. I would not credit it as a hit if someone says, I'm seeing someone in your life named Charles or Charlie and I happen to have an Uncle Charlie who's in spirit and an Uncle Charles by that, for that matter. Um, those things to me are too vague. They have to tie those things together with something else. Um, maybe not like a Suzanne Giesman where it's so specific. But more like, okay, I think I've got someone in spirit. It seems like your father or grandfather energy. Uh, I'm getting the feeling that he did a lot of public speaking, for example. Uh, Maybe he was a public speaker for a living. I get the feeling that he was a very educated man. Those types of things I would credit as a hit for 
my grandfather. So it's just kind of a, a couple of examples of what you can expect, what would be like off the charts great, and what I consider to be just like worthless. You know, I don't, I don't, if I go into a reading and the meeting, just reading off a list of things, as I said, you know, this, 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 and this, and I can say 65% of them are right, but they're all very vague, then I don't count that as a, as a great reading. So the other thing about mediumship that I think is interesting is most of the meetings that mediums I have spoken with say that you can do this yourself. And I always kind of push back on that a little bit, but I, as I said, I've had a couple amazing experiences in some of the development I've done. So I realized that there is something there in me, but I think it's kind of like singing. So if you can speak, you can kind of sing, right? You can sing, you can, you can, you know, try to sing a scale and you might miss every single note. You might be a terrible singer, but you can put something out with practice. You can get better and you can hit more of those notes and you can, you can sing better. Some people are natural born singers. They can just sing, you know, right off the bat and they can get better again with practice. And I think it's the same thing with mediumship. I named earlier, there are three people that are off the charts, crazy good that I know they're mediums. They were all born with that ability. They were all or either born with it or hit at them really early in life. Other people will work really, really hard, practice, meditate, quiet their mind, learn to push out their thoughts, and can learn to do some mediumship. They may never be professional mediums, like I don't think I will ever be, but you can learn to get better at it. So what I wanted to cover today was why I believe that mediumship is real which you'd expect a mediumship. Oh, the last thing, one other thing I left out I wanted to say is I've been dealing with a skeptic lately who likes to plant evidence with mediums and then go to their events. And if they say something that she says is uh, delivering their evidence, say, aha, I got you. This is a hot reading because you read the evidence and I planted it on you. And by the way, this is not wrong or anything because if you were a true medium, you would be able to read my mind. Mediums are not mind readers. They can't tell you whether you're, whether you're lying to them or not. They can't tell what's going on in your head necessarily. Again, as I said earlier, it's vague impressions for most of them. Um, you know, clairsentience, which is feeling something, clairaudience, which is hearing something, um, clairvoyance, which is seeing something. These are usually in their mind's eye, kind of like their imagination, and they kind of have to learn how to kind of separate it out. So they cannot walk into a room and say, this person's thinking this, or this person's thinking that this person has that in spirit. It's, 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 that's just not the way it works, even though we might wish it worked that way. So what I've tried to do is explain to you why it works the way it is, what it is, why I believe it's real, what you can expect in a reading. And lastly, I will say, as I kind of said earlier, there are fakes. You don't go to them or <laughs> bad mediums. You know, you don't want to go to them. There are decent mediums and they're like off the charts, crazy good mediums. And they're not all necessarily super expensive, by the way. I know some people that are not expensive that are really, really good. I recommend you get recommendations. I recommend if possible, you can see if the medium has been certified or tested by anybody. And I can tell you there's been some pretty extensive testing on mediums. And I'll give you one example because, you know, you could say this is all anecdotal, Brian, you've had these readings, but uh, Julie Beischel and Dr. Gary Schwartz have both tested mediums like blindly. And I'll just give you real quick my understanding for some of these protocols because they're crazy. So the medium is given like a name. This is the target person and spirit that they want to bring through. 
So the medium's asked to describe the person, to talk about their life, to talk about you know how they passed, the relationship with this quote-unquote sitter, the person that has the relationship with them on this side. So the medium, given just the first name, will do this, this reading and put all the stuff down. So another experimenter to eliminate the fact that the experimenter might be influencing the quote sitter will take two readings. One is for the sitter. One is it's a reading done for someone else. They give those two readings to the sitter, not telling them which is which. The sitter then scores both readings. So the sitter, this eliminates what the bias that the sitter might have to make the medium look good because we tend to want the people in front of us to do well. So you're going to want to say, yeah, you've got to give, well, in this case, you're scoring both and you don't know which is which. Then after they score both, they choose which one they think is for them. And mediums in those cases have proven with statistical significance to be able to bring through evidence that they should not be able to bring through any other way. There is no cold reading involved in this because there's no contact between the medium and the sitter. There is no hot reading possible because the medium never gets any information on, on, on the person that they're targeting or they're trying to reach. So all those things are eliminated. So it's interesting because I heard Dr. Beisel speaking on a, on a video I was watching one time and someone asked her if she's proven that mediumship is real. And I think what she said to paraphrase is that she has proven, she has proven that mediums get information in ways that we can't explain through any other traditional method. It, it's not through hot reading, it's not through cold reading, it's not through hearing or seeing. Somehow they're getting this information and the information is accurate. What she has said also, though, is she can't prove that they're connecting people who are quote-unquote dead because there could be possible other explanations, like the Akashic Records, for example, this record of everything that's ever happened. So maybe the medium is tapping into that. So at this point, we have to go to the mediums to, to ask what their experience is. And what mediums have told us is they know the difference between what's called a psychic reading where they're connecting with another person's mind who's here and a mediumship reading where they're connecting with someone's discarnate, and their experience tells them that they are connecting with the same personality who has crossed over. And so at this point, at least for now, we have to trust the mediums that with that explanation, or I do anyway. But I do know that they're getting this information beyond the shadow of a doubt in no way that anybody else can explain in terms of conventional um, senses. So I hope that helps. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at any time. You can email me at brian, B-R-I-A-N, at grieftogrowth.com, and I will see you soon. Well, that's it for another episode of Grief to Growth. This is your host, Brian Smith. I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feel free to reach out to me anytime at www.grieftogrowth.com. That's www.grief2growth.com. And you may know I am a life coach and grief partner. So if you'd like to schedule a free half-hour consultation and see how we might work together, you can do that on my website at grieftogrowth.com. Thanks a lot and have a wonderful day. Hey there, if you liked this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. Go to grieftogrowth.com slash community and look for talk about the podcast. I'll see you there.